As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Today's episode of the Pit Panther Rand Snyder Sports Brands Podcast is brought to you by the Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram, type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K, spell like sports drink but without the vowels. All we ask is you close the door behind you and we're trying not to let you let the funk out. Welcome into our Pit Panther Rants and another Sports Rants podcast. Lot Harris, your host. Brought to you by Armchair Media. Hashtag take a seat. Uh, welcome in, guys. It's been nearly a month since I've podcast. Well, probably since after, yeah, before the National Tile Games, I didn't podcast. I'm currently in my car. It's raining. I got to the kid drop-off. Or the kid pick up, you know, carpool early because it's raining and it's going to take 20 years for this line to move. So I might as well just sit here and podcast because it's been a long while since I have. I would say, let's see. Yeah, about three, almost a month. Yeah, three weeks, just about. So what's happened here in the last several weeks? Well, uh, Georgia wins the national championship because we end up with two SEC teams. Watching that game, though, I, th- I watching a lot of those games. I think Pitt would have, I think Pitt would have matched up well against Bama and Georgia, and I think they would have. Um, I think they could have beaten them. Um, both QBs for you know for the for um, Georgia and Bama. I think Pitt would have wreaked havoc on them and rattled, rattled both of them. I mean, this is from a Homer perspective. I mean, I, I do think we would. I mean, I do think we would, we would have beaten all four teams. Maybe we find a way to lose to Cincinnati, but I think we would have beaten all four of those teams. But we lost to Western Michigan, and we lost to Miami, so that is just that. And, of course, we lost to the Sparty, but we were down to our third-string quarterback and a whole bunch of other stuff. And that just happens. Well, we uh, what else has happened for terms of Pitt? Um... Some coaching changes. Um, Mark Whipple did officially, you know, did officially go to um, Nebraska. I'm not sure how he's going to pan out there because I think Kenny Pickett made his career more than he made Kenny Pickett. But he's going to cash in on one last big payday before probably retirement, so I have to give him that. No issues there. Brendan Marion goes to Texas, which was also, was you know surpri- not surprising because he was being very cryptic on Instagram, like he always is. And I think what I think what really could hurt Brendan Marion. I mean, he keeps getting his wide receiver position jobs, and he's you know he's not happy about because he has this um, revolutionary offense, the go-go offense that people have copied and or you know 
mimic their offense off of, and he just feels that he, you know, he's not getting his due, but he's very active on Instagram and stuff, and he just, he's, he acts like, I don't know, like a prima donna pro football player when he's on there. And one thing you have to show when you're a, um, if you're trying to move up in the coaching rank, it's any or any type of position where you're at, you got to show maturity. So if you're acting like a drama queen as a wide receiver coach, what are you going to do when you're an offensive coordinator, an actual one, and you start doing this? Or do you stop doing this? But either way, to each his own. I mean, if, he, I mean, if it works out for him, regardless. If I'm wrong about this, but it's just if, you, if, you're, if, if you're showing these type of red flags, people aren't going to deal with you. I mean, if, you're, if, if Pat Narduzzi promotes him and he starts acting like this way, maybe, maybe Narduzzi overrules him on something. You know, Narduzzi says, no, we're going to run here instead of pass. If it doesn't work out, does Brandon Marion go on Twitter and or Instagram and post his little cryptic quote, you know, you know, his, you know, his quotes or whatever? Does he do some passive aggressive crap? And that's some things that you know people look at. I mean, that's the thing about social media is it's if you're on it, you're doing this stuff. It's all documented. It's it's you know they can just pull it up. It's like pulling up your file. You know. When you have that boss who's constantly sending you emails and he's trying to trigger you, he's basically trying to put get a paper trail on you if he doesn't like you. That's why when you deal with people like that, not just management, but coworkers in general, you have to, um, well, first of all, you don't reply to them. You don't give in to them. You um, talk to them face-to-face. You call them on the phone. Not on the cell phone, but call them on the phone. Regular phone. You dress them basically in person, face-to-face. You don't go and do it electronically. Because if you do, if you say the wrong thing, then they're going to say it, and then they can pull it up and use it against you. Especially if it's the messaging is worse, too. I have an IM. And if I know somebody's trying to engage me, I don't reply to them. I'll just call them. But whatever, Brent, regardless, Brennan Barron gave us really one really good year, and I you know have no complaints. We got a conference title. He got himself what's eventually going to be an SEC job if he stays on long enough. Dads of Texas doesn't start firing people again. And, you know, regardless, I wish him well. Now, Pitt made some hires. Uh, they brought in um, Frank Sinetti Jr. We all know who he is. He's familiar. He came in towards the end of the Wonstead era. He did wonders with uh, Bill Stahl, you know, and Doran Dickerson, Jonathan Baldwin, Dion Lewis, the offensive line. Pitt came in, and they were just, you know, just a little bit from winning that Big East title. God, that sucked. But that the offense that year was a machine. Uh, in year two, 
wasn't that great. He had Tino's, but then again, he had Tino Sanceri to work with. Todd Graham couldn't fix Tino. Neither did Paul Christ. I mean, he just was what he was. I mean, he wasn't ter- he wasn't terribly bad. I mean, he just I just don't know if I would. Um, I mean, he did get some pro tryouts. It just he just wasn't what we hoped for. I mean, he wasn't bad. He wasn't horrible. He wasn't good. He just, I don't know. It was just that one straight line. One straight line where it's a little crooked, maybe a little messy, maybe a little, you know. But uh, he came from Boston College. You know, he did wonders with uh, Phil Jerkovic. Last year, he had no quarterback because Jerkovic was hurt. Well, this past year, I should say. But he's coming. He's going to be coming in. He's going to have Nick Patty if he's still healthy. Keaton Slovis, he's got Jordan Addison, he's got Izzy Abacanada, he's going to have Hammond. He's going to have a wealth of players. Gavin Bartholomew, I mean, he's going to have a lot of offensive weapons. And this should be a fun year for pitch football. Let's hope. It better be. If not, I still have, we still have 2021 to hold on to for at least another 30 years or 40 years before we get sick of it. And, of course, we brought in Tequan Underwood as the wide receiver coach. So, I've heard good things about him. And Pitt did add a transfer at linebacker. It was from Notre Dame. Uh, Shane Simon. Uh, he comes in from Notre Dame. And so, um, you know, because we, we did have some losses at linebacker. Now, we did lose one player. Uh, Michael McDell, actually, was the guy we lost. He, he committed the pit as a transfer, but then something happened, and, and now he's at Miami, Ohio. And from what I've read, supposedly, I think it was a um, health concern. And UPMC supposedly has a rigorous um, type of physical type thing, and... And if you don't pass, if there's one little red flag, they, 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 don't, they don't clear you. And I think he wasn't cleared to come. So some are saying possibly COVID, maybe he wasn't vaccinated because Pitt did pass more rigorous, uh, you know, vaccine mandates. That wasn't the case. But regardless, I, I wish him well. I mean, I would love them here, but, you know, it just didn't happen. And we had some other guys go elsewhere. Todd Sibley went to Albany. And I think Shockey Jockey went to Akron. And I think Cam Bright went to, I think, Washington, the Huskies. Anyways, I don't have anything else in front of me right now because I'm in the, in, the, in the carpool lane and I'm really not going to sit here and dig through the, through the internet to look, look at stuff. Uh, Jeff Capel and Pitt, has had, they've had their, their moments. Uh, this past game, they lost to Boston College. Capel and his brother didn't make it because of COVID protocols. In fact, let's take a look here at Pitt. And let's look at what's happened yesterday with them. They, they lost 6-56. You know, when you don't have a full staff, you might as well just throw that. you got to throw that game in the trash. Uh, let's see here. The game before, they beat Syracuse. They lost. A, they got hammered by Clemson. 
Lost to UVA, beat Louisville. Louisville fired Chris Mack, and a lot of people are a lot of people are saying pitch should go after Chris Mack. Uh, Chris Mack left a really good job at Xavier and went to Louisville. He could have easily just stayed at Louisville and built his legacy there and kept his legacy going. Uh, he went to Louisville and well, he got a four point eight million buyout. Things just didn't work out. I think Louisville pulled the trigger on him on fire him. I think they should. Get, I thought they should get more of a chance, but they're Louisville and they expect better than what they got. I won't be surprised if they just hire Rick Pitino again. But um, you know, I mean, Chris Mack went to a place where he had tons of resources. I mean, if he can't hack at Louisville, I doubt he's going to be able to hack in a pit. That's just how I feel. And I do think that Jeff Capel is going to get another, at least another year with this group. And he's not sure when he's coming back from his um, thing and when he's cleared. I'm, you know, I'm not sure what's going to happen there. But I think he gets another year unless, you know, Heather decides to pull the plug. Um, Heather did hire him, so this is one of her hires. I think she's going to stick by him for as long as she can. Because that's what happens when you make hires. And if you're if you're a manager and you make hires, um, you stick by them, whether you know it kills your ego or not. I mean, we had, I remember back in the day we had we um, we had a help desk and desktop support manager. This person was really horrible at our job, but our um, director saw something in this person and wanted to hire hire them. Uh, let's just say this person every every other day was in her was in their office. I gave away their gender, of, of course. Sorry about that, but uh, yeah, they, basically she was crying in her office every other day, and she just couldn't hack. She couldn't hack. Well, you know, the pressure of the job because she was a supervisor, a night shift supervisor at a previous job. So she's going from a night shift supervisor to being an actual manager, and yeah, it didn't work out. And there was mutiny, obviously, within the group. And, of course, he moved her to security. And I guess, um, and from what I've gathered, she's done pretty well there. So, I mean, regardless, sometimes things just don't work out. I mean, I've been there before myself. I mean, I know, you know, when things don't work out for me, I went somewhere where I could thrive. And that's pretty much, you know. You know, yeah. I mean, she wasn't a great manager, but that, I, regardless, I wish her well, and I, you know, I hope people thrive. You want people to thrive, even if, even if they threw you under a bus several times to save their to save to save their hide. You still, you know, it's it's karma. You don't want horrible things to happen, to people, because it comes back to you. So yeah, Heather's gonna stick by this no matter what. Um, my guess is that Capel is going to probably work the transfer portal to see what he can what he can find. Let's hope he finds something because we need lots of uh, we need some help because we it seems like he has a nucleus of decent players. They're playing hard for him, but he needs to add some more. They need help. Let me turn down the heat here. Well, it's not. Well, it's more the AC than anything else. Uh, what else we got going on? Um, Shoot. So we have that. Um, I 
Uh, the Steelers wrapped up their season, of course. They got hammered by Kansas City. They didn't just get hammered. They got totally disrespected. I mean, Kansas City was running trick plays. Their tight end was running. I mean, they basically not only knocked the Steelers and put their face in the mud, but they rubbed it through. They rubbed it through. They're facing the mud. And, of course, as they were laying there, Kansas City did a Stone Cold Steve Austin and was giving them the middle fingers. And, of course, they chugged some beer and, you know, jumped on the top ropes. Kansas City got a bit full of themselves. As we saw yesterday, I mean, this game had had NFC tall games, 1998 NFC tall game vibes from the Vikings face the Falcons. Uh, the Vikings were, uh, they finished 15-1 that year. They played a Vikings team. They were heavily, I think they were heavily favored in that game, too, against the Falcons. They were going against Falcon, the Atlanta Falcons, who had Chris Chandler as a quarterback. And their only weapon was Jamal Anderson, really, because receiving, receiving-wise, they really didn't have anybody that I can think of. It was basically Chris Chandler and Jamal Anderson. I mean, they, they did have a pretty style defense. I think Jesse Tuggle was still on that team, I think. And they had the guy, and they had, and they had the guy who I guess was called with hookers before the Super Bowl. There, there was him. Um, but uh, the Falcon, the Vikings had Randall Cunningham, Carter Moss, Robert Smith. I mean, and of course, in that game, they were they, had, they were very, they were in control of it. But towards the end of the first half, Brian Billick was still trying to throw the ball, and they turned the ball over, and, and it led to a touchdown. And it changed the tide of the game. And of course, the second half, it was a tight one. The Vikings did have a chance to put the game away. And Gary Anderson shanked a field goal. And he didn't, and he, he didn't miss all year. And this was in a dome. He hooked it barely wide. I mean, barely missed. They went to overtime. And both teams had a chance to score. Vikings, Falcons eventually did. And that was that. And then this is basically what happened here with Kansas City. They got full of themselves. Pat Mahomes kept trying for the hero ball when he, you know, when he wouldn't keep it simple. Bengals came back and that was it. And of course, uh, the 49ers lost to um, the Rams. Aaron Donald, Tyra Boyd, facing off in the Super Bowl, uh, were deprived of the 49ers and handsome and Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo and his handsomeness. Who may, who's handsome this may end up in Pittsburgh. We'll see. But I'm not sure. He may be too handsome for uh, Pittsburgh. I mean, I, I, that's like that's like when Zoolander went to uh, back to West Virginia to uh, work in the coal mines, I think. Remember that? He tried to work in the, he tried to work in the coal mines. And, of course, his uh, father and sons were ashamed of him because he was basically, a, I don't know, a pansy, I guess. I don't know. But uh, yeah, that's that's it. And Tom Brady doesn't know if he's retiring or not. And you know, of course, Ben wrapped up his season. Like I said, I'm not sure what happens to the Steelers after this. I'm sure Tomlin sticks around. I mean, does he pull a champagne where he sticks around for at least one more year, and then he he gives um, somebody some money and he gives Mason Rudolph maybe forty million over four years, and he he dips. We don't know. We have no idea. But that's basically what we're dealing with here. And of course, the kid the kid drop off lines a natural disaster because, well, 
Um, people don't know what they're doing. And people are making illegal turns. Uh, well, this... The light, obviously, is um, in a gridlock right now. But this guy is adamant about making an illegal turn. But... I don't know. This is, you know, this is the fun part of all this. As far as Ben goes, um, he's obviously got two legacies to deal with. You know, he's on the field where he was great, and of course, he's off the field where people talk about, I guess, the stuff they did. And there was talk, I mean, I saw Colin Dunlap talking about the Steelers trying to make a play for Deshaun Watson, and I just don't think it's a really good idea at this point for him to do that. For them to do that, I mean... I mean, the steer away pretty much is gone. Let's just say it's dead. But I just don't see where... You know, I'm kind of glad I, you know... I just don't see where the stewards do this. But yeah, I'm kind of glad that uh, I, I, I left her as early as I could. But yeah, this is going to be really bad. Oof. And I'm not going to sit in this traffic. But anyways, that's what we have going for us. We're going to see more legal turns. Let me see here. No, we're not. But I do need to talk about my next podcast. I think I'm going to talk about the strip clubs because I am seeing these, um, these old uh, post-gazette clippings from the sports page and I'm seeing, um, and I'm seeing all these old ads from like Fantasies, Climax One, and all that. And it just remembers. I just remember how I went to the strip club, how awesome it was. And I think we know. I gotta talk about my experiences when I went to the strip club, because I mean, when you, I mean, when you're 18, and you go to your first strip club. It's a, it's, a, it's a euphoric experience, to say the least. And I got to talk about, about my memories at the strip, before I went to the strip club. Um, because there's that to deal with. So, we'll see what happens. Well, we'll, we'll not see. I mean, I could talk about it now, but I'm getting close to the school, and I don't think it's going to be a good idea for me to talk about strip clubs while I'm in a, you know, in a kid's carpool lane. But uh, definitely for this podcast later this week, I'm going to do that. But I just want to give my thoughts on some of the stuff that's been going on um, and how things have been. You know, it's just been one of those, it's been one of these months. So, anyways, guys, um, hell to pit. Talk to you later. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.